Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth, episode 47. That's right. Joining me today for the majority of the episode will be Protector 101, and we have a fun little catch-up. We haven't spoken in a while, and he's uh, he's done some stuff, and we're going to chat, and we're going to listen to some cool music. And speaking of music, you're listening to Beyond Synth. This show is on 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday nights on Power85. That's Power85.com. So if you go to Power85, Thursdays at 8 p.m., you can listen to the show before it gets posted to SoundCloud. I know the way I keep wording this every week, I don't know if it gets more confusing or easier to understand. Basically, the point is, the show gets posted to SoundCloud, but... For those of you who want to tune in live, join into the Mixler chat uh, while we air the show, uh, come Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you will be first to listen to the exciting program that is Beyond Synth. There's also a Saturday replay at 1 p.m. Eastern, and that's for European listeners and other people where 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Thursday nights is too late for them in their time zones. Anyway, hope you guys are having a good day, man. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. I am at Andy Last. That is the official Twitter page for Beyond Synth. Facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast is the Facebook page. Please like it. It makes me feel good about myself. Because I have self-esteem issues. And only likes on Facebook will solve those for me. And, of course, if you're listening to the show the way the majority of people listen to this show on SoundCloud later on, um, don't forget to uh, follow the SoundCloud page. That's uh, soundcloud.com slash beyondsynth. And uh, what else? Oh, we're on Power85, power85.com. So you can check out at Power85 on Twitter. And also on Twitter, check out at Project Friday FM. And that is the flagship program on Power 85. All right, it's hosted by a guy called Steve. If you dig synthwave music, you'll dig the show. It's Friday nights. Project Friday at Project Friday FM on Twitter. Okay, listen. We're going to listen to some music. As I said, I got Protector 101 coming up in a bit. Here's a track from a dude called Mickey Fleischer, and uh, it's a track called Retro Man. I think it might even have a different title. It's one of those situations where on SoundCloud, the title is one thing, but then if you download the track, the title is different. So I'm going by the SoundCloud titles, and there's a track called Retro Man by Mickey Fleischer.
And that was Mickey Fleischer with the track Retro Man. Check out his stuff on SoundCloud. He's got a few tracks there. They're cool. Uh, what else, guys? Oh, keep on sending those letters into the mail sack. I will do a mail sack segment coming up. It's going to be part of the new thing. The new routine. I'm sort of building a routine for Season 4 of Beyond Synth. It's Season 4 of Beyond Synth, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that at the start. This is the fourth season of Beyond Synth. It's very exciting. We'll probably have more episodes this season than we normally do, because the previous seasons were all 15 episodes each. But now that we're trying to do this show weekly, we'll probably have more than 15 this year, hopefully. So if you have any questions or comments and you want to send them in, I will read them on the show. I know lots of you have already sent in (laughs) mail sack uh, questions and comments, and I have not responded to them because I'm going to do it on the show at some point. But I want to have like a segment prepared, much in the way that I have a segment prepared right now. You guys know how I like to uh, how I like to read my junk email folder. A lot of you just, you know, you get junk mail and you just just delete it. You mark it as spam and you let it go to waste. And sometimes these people put a lot of work into the storytelling, and I really appreciate it. So here is now the official <laughs> theme song for me reading my junk email folder. Uh, take it away. Here's the theme song by Hoo-Ha. Here we go. It's not Hoo-Ha. Follow the show. We're ending it up. Cause no one junk email. No junk Yeah, that's right. There's a theme song for this fucking ridiculous segment that nobody likes. (laughs) Alright guys, this is a message that's uh, titled, straight from my junk email folder, Attention Beneficiary. I am Mrs. Yutzu. I work for the Citic Bank of China. I wish to place your name as the beneficiary to $15,300,000, only due to the death of the depositor, who died years ago, along with her family. (laughs) There's no detail in this one, which is great. You know, sometimes they go into detail about how the person died. No, this is just, oh, she died a long time ago. And so did her family. However, I assure you that this transaction will be executed under a legitimate arrangement that will protect you from any breach of the law, both in your country and here in China, once the fund is transferred to your bank account. The funds I am referring to is right here in this bank, floating in suspense account. (laughs) I have a suspense account, too, because I never know how much money is going to be there. That's a terrible joke. Okay, therefore, I solicit for your cooperation to be in collaboration with me to have this done. It will be transferred into an account you will provide anywhere in the world. Uh, I will need you to provide the following information urgently to enable the attorney start the processing of all the... Okay. To... (laughs) Sorry, the English in this one isn't so great. I will need you to provide the following information urgently to enable the attorney start the processing of the all the relevant legal documents for fund remittance. Name, address, telephone number, age, sex, and occupation status. Waiting for your reply soon. Yours faithfully, Mrs. Yatzu. So if anybody 
wants to take the fall for me, you're welcome to email Mrs. Yutzu with your name, address, telephone number, age, sex, and occupation status. And uh, and if it all works out, you're going to be getting $15 million that some dead lady left behind. I think you could do a lot of good. You could do a lot of good with that money. Okay, I'm going to read one more because I don't understand what the scam of this... You know how each one has like a particular scam? Oftentimes, just, I guess, to get your email address. What is the scam of this email I received? Hello. How are you doing today? I want to purchase some items from your company. However, I would like to know if you ship to Australia and accept USA credit cards as a form of payment. Your prompt response is valued. Look forward to reading from you. Thanks. Best regards, Kayla Mitch at Apex Models Corporation. So... Are they going to think that I'm going to be tricked into thinking that I have a company that I don't have? Like, you know, sometimes the scam is like, oh, your nephew uh, left you a million dollars. And you might be some old person who's just like, oh, my nephew, I haven't heard from him. I don't know how computers work. But in this case, it's like, uh, yeah, we want to know if you ship stuff from your company. I love the fact also that they want to know if you ship to Australia but accept USA credit cards. But what is the scam? Like, am I going to be like... Oh, shit, I'm late on deliveries. Oh, my company. I mean, I, I think I only shipped to Canada and the States, but, uh, oh, man, I, like, at no point am I just going to snap out of it and be like, uh, oh, right, I don't have a company. Like, what? <laughs> These, so someone explain that one to me. Write me and explain to me what the scam is for this, because I don't get it. Anyway, let's listen to a song. This is a track um, by Oceanside85. It's a track called Crystal Waters.
And that was Crystal Waters by Oceanside 85. Got Protector 101 who's going to join me uh, very soon. I'm just trying to think if I forgot anything to tell you guys because once uh, Protector 101 comes on, I won't be joining you again by myself. We're going to we're going to have a fun conversation together. I should say actually after re-listening to this conversation, it's a really mellow episode. I don't know if I've ever been this mellow before. Like we we um I mean, he'll explain why he's mellow cuz he's all <laughs> he just had his wisdom teeth out, so he's high on whatever. But um it's it, no, normally there's like this sort of energy to this show and you know a lot of excited voices and me talking over everybody but this one's really laid back and we're, it's just like we're almost just sitting on a couch just like after a day of drinking just having a conversation so guys um again if you have any mail sack questions send them to the facebook page or the soundcloud or on Twitter, and just title the message Mail Sack. And then in the next coming weeks, there will be a Mail Sack segment. And if you want your tracks on the show, send them to me. And you can send them the same way on the Facebook page, um, the Twitter, or the SoundCloud. Uh, Send me links to your work. If I don't already know who you are, explain who you are. (laughs) And, uh, And send me some music, and I'll play it on the show with your permission, of course. But I'm assuming if you send me the song, you're giving me permission. And uh, for anyone who cares, the theme song for Beyond Synth is by Ogre. And uh, also special thanks to Dallas Campbell for some elements of the intro. All right, guys, we're going to go talk to Protector 101, but I'm going to play a song now. And this is like my new favorite song of the year, man. I love this song. This is by uh, Giant Spirit, and it's a track called Dark Mountain. And it's a pretty fucking cool song. You can check out Giant Spirit. Again, I post all the links to all the songs on the SoundCloud page. And uh, after we listen to this cool song, we're going to chat with Protector 101. So here's Giant Spirit and Dark Mountain.
right, I'm here with Protector101, who's going to join me for the rest of the episode. Ooh. Until the end of the credits? Yeah, till the, yes, exactly. So we're going to sit in the theater till, the, till they're done. Exactly. We are going to see both of the hidden scenes. <laughs> both of the hidden scenes, okay. Of this podcast. So we're going to see the one that happens about one minute into the credits and then that final one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I heard about this final one. Everybody said stay till the end of the credits. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. It's just all the uh, synth waivers together eating a sausage. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. Not a metaphor. <laughs> no, it's actually a, a legit thing. So, man, how you been? I've been okay. I had my wisdom teeth pulled a few days ago. So how are you feeling? Because I, uh, when I was had my wisdom teeth done, I did all four. Yeah. And I was in grade six, and I remember, and the reason why I remember is because on that day, Mortal Kombat 4 came out for the Nintendo 64. Oh, that was a classic, too. And I, uh, no, but uh, <laughs> in hindsight, I think the worst Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> Nintendo 64, too, even worse. Yeah, and uh, anyway, I remember that because uh, I came home with the game. And my mouth was full of gauze. Mm-hmm. and Oh, oh uh, gauze. Yeah, and then I tilted my head down because I, I was still numbed. And then uh, and then blood just poured out of my mouth like all over the floor. <laughs> and I just remember looking at my dad and just like, I think I'm going to need some more gauze. And like, <laughs> it was literally just like this fountain of blood. But uh, how, how did yours go? Uh, it was actually okay. I mean, I'm still going through the pain thing. And I am way beyond grade six. I'm in pain, but I have uh, Vicodin pills. And uh, so I wanted to apologize if I start rambling on in this uh, section here. <laughs> kind of like I did just right now. <laughs> so are you uh, are, like, are you eating Vicodin right now? No, I'm not eating it. <laughs> you know, like the way the, the fucking cool guys do in like the action films where instead of like drinking it with water, they just throw a pill in their mouth and crunch it. And you're like die hard. And- yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 and they make like some kind of weird face when they crunch on it. Yeah, or like like they're cracking their <laughs> neck or something, you know. <laughs> well, that's my favorite is the fucking the pill take and the neck crack. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, uh, the professional. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Gary Oldman is awesome. He is man. That's like one of my favorite roles he's in. Also, the one where he's in True Romance. He's he he's always awesome. Like when I sit there and think about uh, Gary Oldman, like I, I, is there a role? If the movie's kind of boring, mm-hmm. but it's like man, if fucking like his, his Dracula's awesome. I love him in The Fifth Element. Fucking The Professional. Uh, that's right, uh, Dracula. He, he did a great job, and he played multiple roles. I mean, not you know. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Oldman's my dad, man. Dude, that's awesome. Tell him I said hi. I will. Hey, Gary! <laughs> Jake says hi! <laughs> oh, you tell fucking Jake! <laughs> little fucking say hi to England! <laughs> and everyone! <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick one dad right now, that's a celebrity who would it be hmm. oh you mean just to pick a dude just to be my new celebrity dad yeah yeah uh, fuck. that's a good question <laughs> we'll come back to that 
Think about celebrity it. Celebrity dad. That's a funny question. <laughs> <laughs> my celebrity dad. This is what happens where my, my brain literally, like the second I'm, someone poses an interesting question I've never been heard before, and oh man, my brain will just shut down. Uh, I got to write it down. Hey, Alex on the the episode I did with Highway Superstar last year, he asked a question that I had never really thought about before. And maybe maybe you have an answer to this. Mm. What is a video game that you like that is considered bad? Mm. Like you okay. know how you know how you can like a bad movie? Yeah. And it's different. Yeah. Like it's a different thing. It's like if I say I enjoy watching like your Hunter from the Future or something, it's yeah. understood that you can still get enjoyment from a bad film. Right, right. But games are slightly different because sometimes what makes a game bad is that it's unplayable or that the controls are broken or, you know, like the load times are fucked up or whatever. Right, right. There's two games, two games that come to mind. One, I, I don't think is really that bad at all, um, is uh, Pit Fighter. Pit Fighter. <laughs> yeah, from the 90s. <laughs> no, I remember Pit Fighter. You remember Pit Fighter? Dude, I love that game. I still love that game. I, I used to play on MAME all the time and with my buddies. And Great game, I thought. Ahead of its time. And it was sort of like... Uh, it was it was doing the Mortal Kombat thing with the live-action people, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it was like kind of like a 3D perspective, too. And you could pick up things like... Like, like you know, like boxes and knives and like the power pill... And then I think you can pick up, like, bums or something like that and throw them at people. Like homeless people? Yeah, homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not disembodied <laughs> buttocks? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. This is Canada. Oh, well, I mean, we call them bums here, too. That's not a, <laughs> not a thing. Don't worry. They're, they're bums everywhere, man. You understand. Hey, listen. <laughs> so you have another game? Yeah, one more. Okay, how about this? Let's listen to a song, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll continue this and find out what Jake's other bad game is. It's like it's like a tease. Anyway, this is a track. Uh, this is a fun little track by Corey Valentine, and this is a track called Pieces.
And that was Corey Valentine in the track Pieces. And today I'm uh, joined with Protector 101, and we're just uh, having a fun conversation and listening to some tracks. So we were just talking. You like the new format of the show? <laughs> By the way, you haven't been on since I changed it. This is amazing. That's what I do now. So <laughs> we're talking about bad video games that we like, and uh, oh. and you just talked about Pit Fighter. Yeah, Pit Fighter. Yeah. Is by uh, who? Who did that? Who, who did Pit Fighter? Oh, Pit Fighter was, was Midway. Um, it was Midway. Midway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was like sense. it was like it was almost it was a pro, like prototype technology in a way for what ended up happening in, in Mortal Kombat, uh, right? Just in the exactly. idea of, of capturing live actors and, and doing the stuff. But I remember it's a lot. Mortal Kombat was a lot smoother. I mean, I mean, looking back on yeah. it now, the Mortal Kombat's not very smooth. But uh, I remember Pit Fighter. It it feels very choppy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had three characters you could pick. You could pick Ty, which is obviously everybody picked was the kickboxer dude. Mm. Then he had Buzz, which was the uh, wrestler, and his famous move was the pile driver, of course. And then you have Kato that nobody ever picked because he sucked, and he was like some martial arts. I don't even know what he was, jujitsu or something like that. He, he had some fast hand movements. He was a masturbator. He was a masturbator. <laughs> dude. Never mind. <laughs> Just let me take it. I love the idea. What were you going to say? Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> what else you got? So you got Pit Fighter. What's the other one? Yeah, and the other one that I can think of that I appreciate a lot is Chiller. Chiller? I don't even know what that is. Chiller is a really weird game. It's it's like a, it's basically a shooter. Like you have like it's just one screen, it doesn't move or, or anything like that. And um, it was used by a light gun. It had settings like 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 an executioner kind of thing. Like you would have to hit the wheel so that the guy's like body would split apart. And then you would like also shoot bats and stuff. And it was like it was like really gory. And there was also like nudity in it too. Um, and it was really, really a horrible game, but it was very controversial at the same time. Chiller. And it yeah, was chiller. For, like in arcade or just on home console? It came out on the home console, I think, on um, Nintendo, actually. What? But it was, like, toned down. Look it up on Chiller. Chiller the game, the arcade game. Okay. It's really cool and gory and for that time. So tell me, uh, dude, because it's been a while since you've been on here, you've got up to some stuff. Mm. So one of the... Uh, the more interesting things you just came back from a uh, a chip a chip <laughs> fuck me <laughs> you just came back from a chip alvin and the chipmunks you went to see that instead of star wars i did I, what was that a 10 percent rating yeah it kept fluctuating the 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 day before i went to see star wars i kept posting the, the yeah. rotten tomatoes comparison because <laughs> what was the highest percentage for alvin it, it actually went up again so i couldn't continue the joke because every time i went back it was lower but then i think it it ended up on like 16 or something so it ended 16? up 16 yeah, yeah it ended up going higher than my original joke because it went from 14 to 11 to 8 <laughs> rotten tomato score alvin and the chipmunks compared to like star wars which is at like 95 <laughs> anyways man so you 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 recently came back from a trip Yes, a trip, not a chip. And you went to Japan. Hi. How, that mean that means yes. <laughs> <laughs> How was that, man? What, what was the whole idea? Like, why did you go? Um, I've always wanted to go to Japan for like the longest time. Like, it's like actually, it's as cheesy as it is. Like to say, it's like it's always been a dream of mine to go. Plane tickets were like like basically half off, and my wife and I just said, "Well, hell, let's go." You know. We don't have any kids or anything, so let's go. We had a, a blast. It was an amazing trip. 
and I even got to play a show, and that was fun. We didn't want to leave. It was that it was like that good of a trip. How long so, were you gone for? We were there about ten days. What do you mean you got to play a show? <laughs> I feel like my what? questions are like hostile. Like I'm just sort of annoyed. <laughs> What do you mean? What's the date? What year? <laughs> What's your alibi? <laughs> uh, Steve from Telefuture. I guess he goes. To, he visits Japan kind of frequently. He he also does video game stuff. And um, one of his video game stuff is a company out in Japan. So I uh, we got to talking about Japan, and he was kind of helping me out with like you know where to go, what to see, what to do, yada yada yada. And I kind of joked with him saying, uh, "Hey." You know, if you can hook me up with a show out there, that'd be great. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so he came back to me and he said, well, let me see what I can do. Was that awkward and laugh of yours, like, typed? Yes. <laughs> Was like, can you hook me up with a show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he just made it happen. And there's this place called the Space Station and it's in Osaka. And Dontonburi, which is kind of like uh, Osaka's, <laughs> which is like Osaka's like uh, main square, so to speak, or Times Square. And Space Station is a really tiny like uh, barcade, and it has nothing but like retro video games okay, surrounded cool. by you. Yeah, it's really really cool. So I got to play there, and the and the people that run Space Station were awesome and very helpful. Like after the show was done, it was like twelve thirty, you know, midnight. <laughs> there was a hamburger place below us. And they gave us hamburgers. They came upstairs and gave us hamburgers, and that was awesome. Yeah, hamburgers, man. Yeah, hamburgers. <laughs> hamburgers. You know what I'm talking oh, about. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, they're like it's a two buns, and then they cook up some beef and in a circle mm-hmm. shape and sort of put it inside. You got it. Yeah, or sometimes square. That's true, too. I am a big fan of Wendy's. Hey, listen. Yes. Do you remember Alpha Boy? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember Alpha Boy. Well, let's listen to a track of his right now. This is a track called Nighthawk. By Alpha Boy. We'll be right back. 
And that was Nighthawk by Alpha Boy off the Nighthawk EP. Today on the show, I'm joined by... You know, Andy, I really enjoy like listening tracks with you. You, know? <laughs> you never do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, like we used to? Yeah, like we used to back in the day. You know, we had bunk beds. Yeah, and we just sit around listening to Alpha Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm I'm still here with uh, with Jake Freeman, aka Protector 101, talking about Japan. You played a show, which is exciting. You got to eat Japanese burgers, mm-hmm. which is not a euphemism. So how <laughs> did you how did you actually do a show? Mm. Like, uh, did you bring computer, or did you just like did you know like how how did you do it? No, I actually just brought a bunch of like really portable gear with me, like uh, the Chaosolator and Chaos Pads. It's like a little. It's like, it looks like a freaking iPod, basically. Okay. It has like a built-in MP3 player into it, and um, you can control sound effects with your fingers. Ooh. And then I had a tablet, which I was running improvised uh, like synths and sound effects on top of that. And so it was very, very portable, uh, very minimal setup too. So I didn't feel like bringing a whole bunch of crap <laughs> with me to Japan. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. It was just like. Going through the subway stations and, and trains and buses and stuff, it was it would it would have been just way too much. Which, by the way, Japanese uh, subway uh, trains and stations and all that stuff, very very good, on time, very nice, especially in Tokyo, man. Like very user friendly. Um, amazing how much like you have these millions of people like going in and out of these places, but it's like so on point. It's amazing. So you didn't uh, you didn't travel during those times of day where they have to like shovel the people in. We got close. It was like probably like um, I don't know. It was getting close to like uh, business out. You know, like where people were getting off of work. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't get to the point where we were pu- they were pushing people, but we were like literally cramped, like shoulders back, stomach, everything. I was touching someone. <laughs> 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 but it, it was like it's really cool because like nobody talks really. Mm-hmm. On the trains, which is amazing. Like, no, like, loud cell phone calls or anything like that. People are very respectful. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Yeah. They must think of it differently than, like, uh, like, like it's like a horror film or, like, we're reaching the business hour. <laughs> and that's like, like, when everyone knows they're going to be, like, cattle shoved into, like, a fucking cart. And... <laughs> I'm not sure what they think. <laughs> I would not be able to handle that. Well, I, I can barely ride the subway now. I, yeah. Years ago, I just had like a, I, I fucking snapped one day, like I was in the subway and sometimes it stops, you know, like in the cave, I refer to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, you know, like whatever, like there's shit going on the line up ahead or the other train hasn't left yet. And Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just had this thing or I just developed like a this thing i was like i don't want to be in here <laughs> you know like <laughs> sort of this anxiety that awoke in me that i never had before because up till that point i used to love riding in the sub i mean love it i mean like it was you know it was efficient toronto has like a very simple subway system there's like two lines yeah you know it, it's, it's quick and it's fine mm-hmm. and then once i developed that thing i just said fuck this and i just i just can't whenever i go on the subway i'm just always waiting for it to fucking stop in the cave and i'm always just like ah, <laughs> oh, fuck me <laughs> Like it's going to turn into like a Jacob's Ladder kind of scene. Well, yeah, like it, 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 I, I do. It makes me uncomfortable. So like now I literally have like the stress of like even when the dude comes on the announcement, mm-hmm. no matter what they say, I'm anticipating the dude saying like, attention subway passengers, uh, currently experiencing a delay. Uh, we're going to have to fucking stop in the cave. And and, and and so I always have to just fucking get out. So I just, yeah. so now I walk everywhere. And beware of demonic people moving their head really yeah. fast. <laughs> When we were on the subways in Japan, like, they never... I don't think we even really experienced that. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was so on time. Like it was very punctual. Yeah, yeah. My wife was kind of freaking out too because she doesn't deal with crowds or anything like that. Especially like during Halloween when we were in Osaka, we were like right in the heart of Times Square, Osaka. And um, arigato. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're gonna say every time we say <laughs> Japanese word? <laughs> what What is arigato anyway? It's just like thank you. Arigato. Yeah, you could say like uh, formal ways, which would be like domo arigato. Domo arigato. Very formal would be like domo arigato gozaimasu. My wife drives a Hyundai. <laughs> Continue your story before I bury myself. So there was a point where we're on this bridge, and because there's like canals that run through Osaka, mm-hmm. and we're on this bridge, and we're like we got literally got stuck in the middle, and there's just people, and it's just like a traffic jam of people, mm-hmm. and we just stopped because there's nobody could move, and my wife's like, "Oh my god, we got to get out of here." Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> "Where are you gonna go? <laughs> you can't move. You can jump off the bridge." It sounds like like a <laughs> fraternizer's dream. <laughs> Those are like those dudes that rub up against people on the subways and stuff for sexual gratification. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Especially in the subways, you know, because they have so much of that kind of porn or that fetish. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Like that's and the it, whole fucking it makes subway. Sense. Yeah, like the whole cart's probably just full of dudes just with like bags like elastic banded around their dinks, like just running around rubbing up against people. <laughs> well, that's just my imagination of what Japan would be like. It's actually, it's a very, uh, everybody stays to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. An, an, another thing too that was kind of interesting was that, okay, so it's Halloween again in Osaka and I'm walking around and uh, there's this one guy and there's like lots of people and, and it's kind of loudish, you know, because people talk and and stuff and um there's this one guy is completely drunk and this is the first time i've ever seen a drunk person and it's like day like seven or something like that and he's just like screaming and screaming and everybody around in this vicinity just gets really quiet mm-hmm. it's really weird and then like his friends like tell him like like shushing him like shh, shh, shh. you know like yeah yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a weird thing. Like, you wouldn't see that in America, mm-hmm. you know, like in the United States. You'd just be like, everybody just keep talking and like, you know, or like look at them or something like that. Yeah, no, that's and, the way uh, we deal with I know the other day I went to Wendy's and uh, and it was, like, it, was, it was the same thing. Like, I'm there, I'm picking up some food. Then all of a sudden there's some dude in there just doing the, oh, is that fucking, oh, like, I'm being loud, shut fucking. Like, but then everyone just sort of pretends that there isn't a crazy person in the store. <laughs> right. Like, that's, yeah. the way, that's the way it works in the in our land. Go downtown, and like, it's just all these nut bars, like, just saying nonsense. Everyone just walks past and, like, yep, that's the crazy yeah. guy. <laughs> hey, man, speaking of Arc Neon, I'm going to play one of my. <laughs> I'm going to play one of my favorite uh, Arc Neon songs, just because I actually even hadn't talked to him in, like, years since I since I had him on the show, Benjamin Norman. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, it's I, been a long time since I've Yeah, I just chatted with him, him the other day. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I, wanna, I want to play Arc Neon songs on the show. Like, I actually hadn't chatted with him in such a long time. He seems okay. Yeah. We, we, we only exchanged about, like, two words, but... Uh, <laughs> Hi. Yes. <bye>. Hello. <laughs> but uh, here's, here's an awesome song. This is a track called Pray For Your Life by Arc Neon.
And that was Arc Neon with Pray for Your Life off the Night Heat OST, which stands for Soundtrack. And uh, original soundtrack. And I thank you. And that who that is the voice of Jake Freeman, aka Protector 101, who's joining me for the uh, duration of this show. We're talking about his trip to Japan. We talked about people rubbing up against people in subways, the respectful <laughs> nature of Japanese culture, how when a crazy person talks, they uh, they all kind of quiet down to sort of shame that person into shutting up and uh, being trapped on a bridge full of people. Tell me more about Japan. <laughs> how, do you, how do you go from respecting people to rubbing up against them? <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for your answer, man. Hey, man, because listen, I'm I'm a great host. You know, I can I can I can bounce back from uh, from just about anything. Bounce Considering back, that we post. glossed over completely my comment about a fraudinizer having a plastic bag, elastic banded around his dink, and how we just sort of moved past that as if I didn't say it, it's become funnier to me now because it just was like such a bizarre one-off line thing to say. It really is. But yeah. uh, the bottom line is that's... Uh, and I still I still need your celebrity dad, too. Oh, right. Um, well, like, you want to... You want someone who uh, who would be like a good dad as well, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I would pick a celebrity dad who was like a partier, you know? Yeah, you don't want like uh, uh, what's his uh, Gary Busey? No, 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 fuck no, no. He would be a ba- <laughs> he would be a bad celebrity dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have Jake Busey on the show and uh, <laughs> talk about what it was like. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe Gary Oldman, man. Maybe like. Just talking about him, the more I'm thinking about it, like, he seems like he'd be cool. Andy, come on, man. You're just saying that because we talked about it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know what I'm fucking doing. Okay, I'm going to one-up this one here. Because I wouldn't choose Arnold, because I think Arnold was kind of like, they had sort of, they were strict. What about if you took a celebrity dad, but like an actual fictional celebrity dad? So just the character then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It'd probably be um, Todd, the stepdad from Terminator 2, because... uh, he just kind of oh let God. he just kind of let John sort of do his own thing, and <laughs> and he loves milk. Yeah, and he really loves milk. <laughs> <laughs> he cares about your bone density. Exactly. He's uh, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, <laughs> after about one evening, uh, you'd basically just uh, be able to do whatever you wanted because both your step parents were murdered by a T one thousand. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't know. See, I, I would want to pick one of those, but like half the time, whenever there's like some sort of like compelling moment in the, the, the movies I watch where like a dad does something, it's usually because that dad's about to like run, you know, and get murdered and stuff. And so I'm yeah, trying to yeah. think of a dad who's like still alive. What about like Harrison Ford from like, uh, what's that one where he's the president? Indiana Jones? No. <laughs> Clear and present uh, Air Force One? <laughs> Air Force One. Yeah, that's what it is. Speaking yeah. of Gary Oldman. <laughs> He's the villain in that film. He always comes round, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. That's why they call him Old Roundy Gold. <laughs> Fuck, never mind. Oh my god! So you played his show. Uh, how how were the people? They're a little tiny place. Like, did they did they understand what was happening? Were they just yes, like they pointing understood. at you uh, and just going like, "You're not Japanese. <laughs> you are kaijin." <laughs> What's the, oh no? Monsters is kaiju, right? Uh, yes. I mean, giant monsters. I did see, a, speaking of giant monsters, I did see a Godzilla. Origato. Which one? What do you mean? Which one? <laughs> do you mean the movie, or you mean you saw, like, a monster? I saw, like, a like a live Godzilla, because they have a Godzilla hotel. Okay. Yeah, and actually, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's actually the hotel or, um, 
Because it was right above a theater. It had like Godzilla's head and his hand come over like the building. Oh, okay. So it looks like he, yeah, it looks like he was like looking down at you. It was really cool. It was very random to see. Well, that sounds fun. That's the thing about Japan is like there's so many random things you just come up across. Yeah, I bet also too, like while you're there. I mean, it must be just like just a lot of uh, Japanese people, and that was the most random thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what are all these Japanese people doing here? <laughs> hey, man, have you ever heard the track uh, "Phoebe Cates" by Betamax? No, but I know Betamax. Good. <laughs> Can we listen to it? Yes. <laughs> Do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> all right here's uh yeah we're gonna let's do it right now man as per awesome. <laughs> protector 101's request here is uh betamax with the track phoebe cates <laughs> you were continuing the s and so i yeah, thought i was, was just like is there something wrong with like the delay in my microphone because i stopped mine <laughs> and whatever here's the song Betamax with the track Phoebe Cates and I am back here. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm back with Protector 101. We're having a good old catch-up because we haven't talked in a while, and we're talking about Japan because you uh, went Japan. to Japan. You saw Godzilla. <laughs> yep. And we went to the robot restaurant. Oh, I don't even know what that is. I, it's amazing. You would love this place because mm. the entire time you're like, what the fuck is going on? I love any like, place that makes me say that. It's amazing. It's called Robot Restaurant, but it's not really a restaurant. And someone was complaining in the Google reviews that it uh, only had 10% robots. Is that true? Um, I would probably go at least 30% robot. I'm not sure I understand what the metric is there. Like 10% what? Like occupying the dimensions of the place? No, just the whole show because it's, like it's like a like a show. You go into this place. Um, this is really weird. Okay, so you pay for your tickets, then you walk over to another place. That is weird. Where the actual uh, restaurant is, but it's not a restaurant. Mm. You go through these stairs that are like, there's mirrors everywhere, and there's robots and chicks on top of the robots. Not sexually, but they're on, like, riding a robot. What kind of robots here? Like, are they, like, bipedal robots? Like, what, what's happening? Some of them are. Some of them aren't. Some of them are like big robots that look like women, like a blonde, like an American blonde. <laughs> what, what is, I don't understand, how is a woman riding one? Like what, what, what type of robot? She's, she's sitting on top of it, like she's controlling it. But it looks like a, but it also looks like a woman. Like it's a big robot that looks like a, an American blonde woman. And it's being ridden by a woman? Yes, a Japanese lady. She's controlling it. How big is this thing? It's pretty big. It's big. So you go through this elevator. That takes you up to, you don't know where you're going to go first. And uh, you start hearing jazz music as you're going up the elevator. And then you op- and then the doors open and there's like this jazz pianist chick. And she's playing jazz kind of style piano. And you're like, okay, interesting. Mirrors everywhere. Uh, the floor, the ceiling, the walls. So you feel very lost. And then all of a sudden these guys in robot costumes come out. And they, and they start playing the drums and the guitar and the bass. And you take pictures with them, and it's really weird. And then that's not the show. Then the show is about to start, and they have you go into another place where the show is, and it's this very cramped, like, room. And uh, it's kind of hard to describe without showing pictures. But, like, the show is, like, they have you, like... (laughs) When the robots come out, they actually can hit you in the head if you don't move. (laughs) (laughs) The way you're describing this, it's like, I need photos. Like, I I don't understand what's happening. So you're in a small room, and... Yeah, you're in a small room, and the, like, there's a group of people on one side of the wall, and then the, another group of people on the other side of the wall, and you're like kind of facing each other. And then the robot show, or whatever, kind of like is in the middle, like kind of like an arena, you know, where the red knight versus the blue knight, or something like that. You know, it kind of reminds me of that old midway arcade game, Pitfall. Pitfall. I mean, fucking Pit Fighter. Fuck! I fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked up the joke. <laughs> We can go back and, and do it over again if you want. <laughs> God, there's nothing worse than trying to do a callback joke and fucking it up. Did you want to listen to another track by someone? Ah, yeah, all right. Let's um, <laughs> let's listen to a little track by DAD. This is from the Construct. It's the track called Inner Sphere Laser Games by DAD.
And that was DAD with the, the track Inner Sphere Laser Games from The Construct. And if you like DAD, you should uh, go back and listen to my interview with him from uh, Season 1 of Beyond Synth. That was a good one. He's a fun guy. I'm going to have him back on the show sometime. He hasn't really made too much DAD music lately, but I, I, I definitely want to go and, uh, and have a chat with him again because he's a fun guy to talk to. But right now I'm talking to Protector 101, a.k.a. Jake Freeman, talking about going to a robot <laughs> show to Japan. The, no, what was it? What's the, the, the John Travolta thing? The, the wickedly talented Protector oh God, 101. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a this is there's this arena like the Pit Fighter game for Midway. Mm, good reference. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and so all of a sudden like these uh, like robots come out from each side, like from the left and the right, and you literally like when they're doing their like show, you have to like move your head back. So you don't get hit, mm. and you even have to like put your bottles of beer like in like these cup holders so it <laughs> sits down <laughs> further. <laughs> the way you said the word bottles, yeah, it sounded like you said balls. Balls, yeah. You gotta just, the way you sort of like combined balls? your your T and L sounds into something like so. You got to put your balls in the way. <laughs> anyway, that's continue. So, anyways, it's crazy. There's robots. There's this like uh, robot guy who gets eaten by a shark. And there's a mermaid on top of the shark. Oh, there's also hot Japanese chicks too, by the way, mm. which is always very nice. It was a cra- it was like one of the craziest shows. I, I still don't know what I saw, but if you're ever in Japan, in Tokyo, you need to go to the robot restaurant. Well, that sounds crazy. How did you know? Like, were you guys doing like a guidebook thing? Like, how did you know what to see? It was like a lot of researching, like on YouTube and stuff, and also Steve. Uh, from Tell the Future. He also gave us some uh, where to go, what to see, what to do. That was another thing, too. I was, like, looking for, like, anime shirts because a lot of my, like, anime shirts are, like, from, like, years ago and they're, like, they're fading Mm. and I'm, like, I need new ones. And it was very hard to find an anime shirt for some reason. They have, like, tons of manga, like, the craziest shit you've ever seen. Like, (laughs) it's just really weird stuff, but they don't have any shirts. Did you pick up one of those, uh, schoolgirl panties from the vending machines i looked but no (laughs) (laughs) is that even real i feel like is that like an old wives tale thing like at one point it was real but the thing what that happened because i actually read the history when we're on a a bullet train Mm. (laughs) about it because i was like dude where the hell is all these panty vending machines like i haven't seen anything (laughs) you know (laughs) see what was happening was like it, it it was a real thing and it was in an adult shop's and what was happening, though, was it was underage schoolgirls was selling their panties, and which is illegal. Mm. You know, the government got down on it and was like, no, you can't do that anymore. So then what they ended up started doing was, like, they started putting up, quote-unquote, used panties. But they weren't really used. They were, like, made to look like they were used. That's awful. Like, you know. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to continue this. But um, <laughs> so they started faking it then, right? Like they would yeah, take. Yeah, like, like when you buy like faded pants, you know, like, <laughs> like holy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Japan, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to dodge uh, around all the gross things of what we're talking about. <laughs> actually what we're talking about. But just <laughs> the faded pants metaphor is good. I like that. Okay. Well, so that's. And then like. And then like I never found anything like that. But they did have these. Uh, oh, I think they're called capachas which are like smaller vending machines and they sell like random weird toys Mm. and they're like really cheap. We didn't see it, but I saw it on a YouTube video where it was nothing but depressed salary men, like little kind of characters, like them sitting on a bench or something. (laughs) And they're just like, look really depressed or they're like looking at their cell phones. (laughs) 
it's it's hysterical, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're everywhere too. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, the arcades, Andy. The arcades are amazing. Oh, I bet. So good. It must have been. Was it cool just to be around all the neon at nighttime? Yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't rain that much. We only had like a couple Blade Runner-ish nights in Osaka. Mm. Um, and that was really cool. Hmm? I said Origato. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? How about listen to my old pal Dallas Campbell with a little track from the album Origin Seeds. And this is uh, this is a track called Indica. It's a type of weed.
And that was Dallas Campbell with the track Indica off the album Origin Seeds. And if you like Dallas Campbell, he's been on the show a few times back in season two and also had him on the show with Ogre just a few episodes ago last season. You know what I like about those two? Hmm. Is they do everything digital and VSTs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's their thing, man. They're all about not using uh, practical hardware and stuff. No, no. I mean, why would you use analog? That's so 80s. Yeah, no. Dallas uh, basically just has a laptop. Yeah. He uses GarageBand. Yeah, he uses GarageBand, and he just Uh uh, uses Fruity Loops and bounces the stems (laughs) over to... uh, There you go. There's some nerd audio talk for you, nerds. <laughs> so you didn't see any panty machines. No, but we saw uh, lots of vending machines with drinks, of course. The weir- weirdest drink was a corn drink. It tastes like corn. That? that was that was yeah, that was really, really weird. Yeah. I didn't I didn't try it though. I wanted to. Oh, did it say you know like how there's some drinks that just like this this tastes like fucking moose piss and then you drink it. It's just like this is just <laughs> no like bubblegum flavor. I mean I assume it is corn because it had nothing but corn kernels all over it. Maybe it's like you know, like different cultures represent things differently, different hand <laughs> gestures mean different things. So maybe like a kernel of corn in Japan is actually their symbol for like sunshine or something, you know. <laughs> Strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> origato. I mean origato. Oh Jesus. <laughs> so we saw that we saw uh tobacco vending machines we saw alcohol vending machines i guess you just go to like a, like a smoke shop or something like that and you get some you get these things called suica cards which are basically like uh atm cards or debit cards get it at the smoke shop and that gives you privilege to buy alcohol or tobacco vending machine products right and it's really funny because if you buy like booze and stuff like in a store like 7-Eleven 7-11s are really big there mm-hmm. and they're actually very very nice compared to the ones in the states which are horrible my wife she bought a bottle of wine it was like four bucks mm-hmm. like super cheap and all it does is ask you if you're 18 or older and that's all you hit yes or no Nice. They don't ask for ID or anything like that, so... I felt pretty special because I got carded the other day mm. at the at the beer store. And That's pretty good. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I need to see some ID. I'm like, I'm 34. Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Like, there's no way I don't look 18. I mean, like, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily... I don't feel like I look old, really, but my hair is gray. Like, it's... I dyed it. You got a baby face, though. Uh... I, I I don't know I, like I I dyed my hair so it was black. Yeah. Um, I mean, if she had she seen me in the full gray, like it's, dude, the sides of my hair now, like the temples, like it, they're gray, like it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna look like fucking Mr. Fantastic from the, uh, the Fantastic Four. Well, you fit the bill with that name. Well, because my name's Mr. Fantastic. What is no Reed Richards? Be- Fuck it. Yeah, it's Reed Richards, right? Because you're fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. You're a nice guy. <laughs> That's why I like having you on the show. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Did you get all your wisdom teeth taken out? Yeah, all four. Ooh, you're gonna have the weirdest thing is just once you heal, will be just the rubbing your tongue on the inside of your mouth oh, where the teeth used to be. Uh huh. Because it's yeah. weird. Like they don't. Um, I mean, mine. Like two of them healed over where it's just like it's like a nice smooth heal where it's like just there's no tooth there anymore and it's straight but like the other ones healed where you know you know that there was something there before yeah yeah but yeah my upper my upper ones healed nice my 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 lower ones uh yeah they healed in a funny way i just want it over with andy yeah but you get to take all this vicodin i'm not a drug guy though dude now you get to rap about it <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll be the next Eminem. Yeah, man, you're living the dream. <laughs> I was given T3s. That's what I got. Tylenol 3. They're like the, the powerful Tylenol. Maybe they're not called T3s anymore. You know what? My timeline's completely wrong. What do you mean? I wasn't in grade six. Fucking Mortal Kombat, like the, the N64 came out when I was in high school, which means I must have been in grade 10. Uh, yeah. Just just correcting myself. <laughs> sometimes sometimes people can be pretty pedantic about the facts. Was it really that late when um, N64 came out? Yeah, well, you and I are like the similar age, right? Yeah, I'm 34 too. So. Okay, so um, yeah, it was high school. Because Goldeneye wasn't until I was in grade 10, I think. The N64 came out, I think feel like when i was in grade nine like the first year of high school yeah and then golden i didn't come out right away christ i'm an asshole it's 96 whatever the fuck 96 is right or was yeah. it 97 yeah i was a freshman in 96 yeah so 96 is the n64 and then golden i feel like is 97 and then perfect dark was 99 and those are the only games that matter to me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like uh, Turok? Oh, yeah, no, I like Turok. It's just I always end up talking about Goldeneye. It's what I get called on. Everybody talks about Goldeneye. Or, uh, you know, Mario, or... Uh, I, I didn't mind Doom 64 at all. I thought that was a kind of unique version of Doom. Yeah, no, I played it. I mean, I liked... Uh, no, I mean, I liked Turok. I, I mean, I, and I loved the soundtrack for the second Turok game. Mm. Uh, it yeah. had a really cool score. It, it didn't play very well, but it but it looked great. Like the graphics were good, and it was a little, it was very choppy. Mm. But the the fucking score, the there's the the one track for level one is called like the Port of Adia, and uh, and it was wicked. Like it's a really fucking epic song. So like piano and strings, and like down 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 down. Then the strings come in like. It's funny, but those things that now nothing stays in my head or I don't remember anything yet, I can like quote uh-huh. the cutscenes from like video games when I was a kid, you know, just because like they're memorized. Right. I just remember right. in Turok 2, there's like this British lady who like gives Turok the missions and you must stop the primogen, Turok. Oh, God, yes. I just, yeah. I just read all this. <laughs> the fucking Primogen. I don't even remember what the fuck the Primogen was. I feel like Turok 2 ended with a cliffhanger ending that they didn't resolve. Because, mm-hmm. like, part three was, like... Each Turok game felt like it was made by a different company. Mm. And they were all acclaim. But it was, like, the engine was completely different for every game. So Turok 2 looked and played nothing like the first one and didn't sound like the first one. And didn't really acknowledge the story of the first one. Not that there was much of a story. And then part two seemed to have a story and seemed to have some sort of to-be-continued sort of ending. And then part three was a, the game looked different again. Mm-hmm. And Turok was, like, protecting s- some children in a house. And they, he blows up. And then you're playing as this kid. It, it was just... Yeah. It was all over the place. Then there was that multiplayer Turok game. What was it? Called, like, R- Rage Wars. Rage Wars. It was just meant for, like, multiplayer. Oh, I think I remember that, yeah. But yeah. it had a fucking game glitch, which pissed me off, because I thought the game was okay. And it, basically, the multiplayer, even if you played it split-screen, was against bots, like, doing, you know, like, these matches against bots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it had a game glitch where you couldn't beat the game. If you were if you started, like, a match with two players, yeah. uh, it, you got to a point where the game just wouldn't let you advance, and it was an actual, like, glitch in the fucking game, and... Uh, oh. That always pisses me off. The same thing happened with the Lord of the Rings game last generation. There was like kind of an RPG action Lord of the Rings game last gen mm-hmm. where you played as a dwarf 
an elf and a ranger, but not the one the main ones. And um, you know, it was a light RPG. It wasn't like an you know an amazing experience. But the cool thing was you could play it split screen. Mm. So you you know you're playing like you know a, a reasonable sized RPG where you could you know trade items yeah. at the store and do all that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And the game had so many fucking game breaking glitches. And it was so annoying because my buddy and I were really enjoying it. Like, we're playing it split screen. We just went and watched, like, The Hobbit in the movie theater and yeah. came back. And, and then we're in Lord of the Rings mode and we're playing this game split screen and it was fun. And then we just get to this point where you fight this fucking spider. And, like, one of the one of the game glitches, like, I had to, like, turn his controller off and, like, make my controller player two and make sure player one wasn't there to advance this one part and it took hours to figure out and then when it finally worked and we were so happy then we just encountered like another game breaking game glitch like in the next level oh man that sucks and it sucked so bad because it was actually like we were actually enjoying it yeah and there's nothing worse than enjoying a game and reaching a place where it's like hey how come the door doesn't open then you go online yeah oh if you enter this room as a as the dwarf and the elf, uh, the door won't open and the game autosaves, so there's no way to go back and uh, correct it. That's so stupid. Like, oh, good, good. Fuck, it's so annoying. Like, ah. Hey, man, let's live in the mood. What are we listening to? We're going to listen to a little track by Dance with the Dead. I know those guys. Yeah, here's a track called uh, The Entity by Dance with the Dead. <laughs>
And that was Dance with the Dead with the track The Entity. And Cool uh, guys. Yeah, yeah, they, they seem cool. I should have them on the show. Yeah, you should, man. They're really, really cool. I got to play with them in uh, Arizona. That's right. Speaking of shows, um, besides your Arizona show, you also did a, a Kansas show, didn't you? Yeah, we did a Kansas show. Did we talk about this? I don't know if we talked about well, this. I don't think not. we've ever... No, we've never talked about the Kansas show. You no, know, we didn't? To be honest with you, I didn't even know there was one until <laughs> until you brought it up <laughs> before we started talking, so I'm fairly certain we didn't talk about it. We talked about Arizona because Arizona was where you played with Ghost and they, they had that uh-huh. big show and Mike Goosens. <laughs> Mike Goosens? I just remember key words. Anyway, so uh, so what was Kansas? Where, where, why? Give me all the, uh, the, the deets, man. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, it was Wichita, Kansas. Origato. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it was these, um, <laughs> excuse me. It's these guys out in Wichita and the, uh, they're running like a synth wave event called seventh wave and they're really cool people. And, um, yeah, we just, we played a show there and I, um, uh, I think I was the only live act there that night. That was, it was the first one that they were running. Uh, you had a couple guys that was, that was, uh, DJing some synth wave stuff and some chill wave. And, and then I played a set of mine. Like not all my tracks are kind of danceable. So when you have like two DJs, like play like dancing music and then you have my stuff come on and it's not really i don't know it's kind of weird like <laughs> people kind of lose interest i think well sometimes. so how does that work though have you tried to change certain tracks so that they are more suitable for that because yeah your your music definitely is more like it's atmospheric right so it's it tends to be more that way yeah i, I mean sometimes i'll like i'll bump up the beats per minute like so it's faster <laughs> like i did that with uh, the track infiltrate like I bumped up the uh, beat, beats per minute on that, so it's faster, and people tend to like that too. But the thing is, is like when you start doing that, then you start losing like I don't know, you start losing like the base of it or something like you know, it's you start losing these things just because you want it faster doesn't mean it's better. But I don't want to be that person that's like I I, I got to change my style of music because it's not dancey enough, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's you know. So that's another thing to think about too. That's always been sort of a tricky thing with with certain certain acts. You know what I mean? I'm always wondering how. Like, obviously, you can have that sort of live persona if you have certain types of music and mm. you know those dudes who can tour and stuff. And I'm always wondering how certain artists can be best sort of used mm. uh, in ways. Because like when I listen to music, especially synthwave stuff, I'm always imagining how it would work in context with like a scene. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing I said to Gunship. I was listening to their album, and there's like some tracks where I'm just sitting there like, oh, this would be perfect for insert shot here kind of thing. Yeah. And as I'm trying to work and do more work on Circuit and Breaker, I'm always listening to tracks going like, oh, this this would be perfect for, you know, an action scene. This would be perfect for the reveal of a... Yeah. You know, of a villain. This would be perfect for this and that. Yeah, yeah. And I know you, your music is like... I think of everyone's, you know, in the scene, uh, is the toughest. Yeah. It's it's very specific. Like it's not it's it's good, but it's like a very specific thing. And like it, it must be interesting when you do like a live show. Like where would it work the best? Yeah, I mean, I, I had someone tell me about a year ago. Like you always find like my style of music or you know similar styles uh, other artists like me that um, it's hard to DJ. You know, it's hard to like go from one track into another that's kind of similar style. Because <laughs> like the structure of my, of my songs too aren't first chorus, you know, verse solo. You know, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Or like if you have something like uh, like like 
Ghost. I call him Ghost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, if you have someone like Ghost, where it's like, you know, it's just it's not four on the floor, but it's like it's it's pounding and it's like kind of like primal. You know, it's just like it's dance. You, you can dance to it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you don't have any answers. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Speaking of Ghost, let's uh, let's listen to a Ghost track. <laughs> okay, what are we listening? We're to? gonna listen to a track called Genesee Avenue off the album Behemoth. By ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
And that was Genesee Avenue by Ghost off the album Behemoth. And if you like shit like that, man, you should check out my interview with Ghost. That was the very first show where I changed the format of Beyond Synth, and Ghost was my first guest on the new Beyond Synth, which actually technically happened uh, partway through season three. <laughs> All very, very confounding. Yeah, man, so you're playing this this Kansas thing. You went to fucking Japan. You got your wisdom teeth out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I also hurt my hand, too. How'd you do that? Well, you got a new rug for the living room, and so we put the rug down. I had to, like, pull the rug to, like, straighten it out, right? Mm. And uh, where I pulled it, the lamp came down, and it, it broke the lampshade, and then I went to try to, like, save the lampshade, even though it was already broken, and it came, like whipping back at me and like scraped up my hand hey. yeah so I like tore off some skin and stuff mm. I'm a mess well at least that's a but that's a proper injury like I get pissed off because lately I haven't really been doing my stretches yeah and uh I am hurting my back all the time doing the lamest fucking things and it pisses me off because I don't have a cool story to tell like I feel like an old man like I, I can't touch my toes uh huh <laughs> and I don't stretch ever, right? And mm-hmm. it's stretching is so fucking important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like the other day, I like got lower back pain that like you know went shooting through my back because while I was in the shower and my foot was kind of soapy, it sort of slid to the side a bit, <laughs> and that was it. But that's that's all it took. And I got so mad because you know like <laughs> at least if you go and you. Because, you know, as people know who, like, have, like, kind of back pain that happens, it's like, you don't have to do an intense thing to bring it on. You can just turn the wrong way. Yeah, that's all it takes, man. And the first time I ever got the crazy back pain was in high school, and I was working in a fry shack. And I just leaned down to pick up a case of pop, and I just fucking did it the wrong way. Oh, man. And that was it. And then my back was fucked. Fucking pop. And then, oh, yeah. Sorry. Soda. Soda. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's weird because they call, uh, in Colorado, they they say pop. Yeah, different different zones I know in the States call pop. I was having that conversation with someone in the chat room the other day in the Beyond Synth chat. (laughs) They were going off about like, oh, these people call it pop. And I'm like, that's what we call it in Canada. Mm -hmm. There's people who call beer pop as well, but that's more like a... What? Because you call soda pop. Yeah. You know, it's like a silly thing to say. It's not like everybody does that, but it's just something something that's been done. Something that Andy says. Well, you know, if you're, like, going to go for smokes, uh-huh. and you don't want to call them smokes, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go out for a dart. Or just, you know, when you insert another word in place because people get bored of saying the same things all the time because we all right. have these repetitive habits and we have to make them interesting somehow. So whenever I, like, <laughs> retire retire to my room to fucking have a wank, you know what I mean? You got to come, come up with creative things to keep everyone else as excited as you are for that amazing activity. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. I'm stuff. not some fucking heathen. I'm a very respectful character. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> I am a character, by the way. The real me doesn't sound like this. No. The real me, I can't even do my actual voice because it just sounds like a very stereotypical Asian accent. And it would be, like, very <laughs> offensive. I've let it come out a few times in this show. I, 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 people have caught the, the various times I've said origato. It's because uh, that's the way I really talk. And the way you say it is just so Japanese. Oh, of course. I'm like yeah. uh, I'm like Groot in that uh, oh, God. all I ever say is origato, but I say it in like different tones so people know whether I'm being sad or... Yeah. <laughs> Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, voiced famously by Vin Diesel. <laughs> we get it, Andy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> then please explain it to me because I <laughs> I don't know what's going on. No, I know what you mean though about like hurt. Like all you have to do is like one little weird tweak, and then you're done for. Oh, and it sucks. It? Yeah, well, I was I was getting out. Speaking of shower again, um, <laughs> this is about a year ago. I got out of the shower and I went to dry my hair. So I got the towel over my head. Like I, I think I pressed down too hard. Just for like a split second, and like I totally hurt my lower back somehow. Yeah, by drying my hair. Yeah, it's the worst. And I yell. I got this busy day ahead of me, and I've just got these things I want to get done because I never get anything fucking done. I'm really trying to change that. Yeah. So all of a sudden, when I get a back pain that I know is going to fuck up the rest of the day that I had plans, <laughs> I don't even I don't even want like the sympathy or like walking around the house holding my hand on my lower back and oh my back. Like the second it happens to me now. Mm. It's just instantly like I, my foot slides. I feel the pain in my back, and it's just like, "You yeah. fucking asshole!" Like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like, it's just, it's the first thing I say because, like, come on, like, fuck mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I had all these plans. I know it is. It, oh, it's happening, and especially my neck. Mm. I sleep the wrong way all the time, and I'll wake up with those uh, where, you, like, I can't turn my head all the way without like a sharp pain. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. the fucking word. I, I sound like an old fucking man. Like I, I was just gonna say, I like how this interview turned into uh, <laughs> a bunch of middle, uh, like not even middle age, old men. Yeah, we're like, like it's, in oh the thirties. We should start talking Listen, about kids. Uh, uh, eating our uh, eating our whole grains. To, uh, uh, <laughs> right? How are you on your brand consumption? <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, FM eighty four, let's listen to a track I like. This is a track called Out of Time. By FM 84. Off the Los Angeles EP.
was Out of Time by FM84 uh, from the Los Angeles EP, and I am joined again by Jake Freeman, a.k.a. Protector101. We're going to wind down the show here. What does EP stand for? It stands for... Um, <laughs> idiot. Come on. <laughs> Think I don't know? Think I don't know that EP stands for... <laughs> Extend play? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I stand in front of Okay, okay. I think it also means something else, too. Yeah, well, it means, you know, like it's in person. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I'm also moving my hand over my mouth so you can't see my face. Oh, that's hysterical. Even though we are <laughs> just talking through audio. <laughs> on the phone mm-hmm. so dude what's what's coming up for you this year man people like protector 101 you make atmospheric soundtracky tunes <laughs> dark stuff uh, uh, yeah i got some remixes coming up i can't really say too much about those but uh one of them will be a vinyl release on giallo discos early q1 that's quarter one hey guess what i was listening back to season one of beyond synth because i'm putting together a best of yeah you remember that episode where we we're trying to say uh lure verts like over and over oh again? god yeah that's hysterical yeah. yeah thought we'd reminisce it's nice to reminisce with friends right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway continue what were you, what were you saying you were saying something yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i got that one and then i got another remix that's coming up too uh i can't really say much about that either <sighs> I don't know if this is going to happen or not, and I don't really want to say too much, but I'm trying to do like a like a mini tour in uh, Southern California. I'm thinking about uh, doing starting from San Diego and then playing a show there and then a, a show in L.A. and then a show in Santa Barbara. Hmm. So, and that would be maybe like, uh, I'm trying to like do April or May. Okay. Artists I want to play with um, that I'm kind of talking to with is uh, uh, Syntax, Future Holotape, dance with the dead i think street cleaner too i know all of those i know you do (laughs) (laughs) is there gonna be a quiz maybe well that's cool man so i'm kind of hoping that will like become a reality kind of a thing Mm because i think that'd be really cool so yeah yeah, yeah. fingers crossed (laughs) i dig it man i dig it i hope uh, all the best thanks in all your future endeavors (laughs) and it's been fun catching up with you yes sorry it wasn't too entertaining i'm on pills and well, those pills are important, so you don't feel the pain in your face. I, I'm just happy you can talk. Yeah, I know. I was sort of concerned we, we scheduled this thing, and then you said you're going to have your teeth out, and I'm like, oh, is he going to be, like, mumbling the whole time? It's like my mouth is hurting because I've been smiling, and that's usually a normal thing when I talk with you, mm-hmm. but, like, it hurts extra amount now. <laughs> Glad to be of help. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm here to help. Yeah, no, I like, um, I like doing that to people. Because uh, then I know that I've done my job. Is if they <laughs> if they leave the conversation in pain. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so man, should, what? Yeah, you should go uh, check out Chiller. All right, I'll do that right now. Yeah, check I'll, out I'll do that when I and I'll I'll prepare for my uh, my next conversation with the uh, I don't know who I, who am I doing next. I think I'm doing Moon Dragon next. There you go. That's a cool. Name. Well, then I'll talk to him about Chiller and see. And I'll talk about it like I'm an expert in it. <laughs> you should. Yeah, that can be my inside <laughs> joke, man. Yeah, you ever played Chiller, man? <laughs> Chiller's the fucking bomb. I've been playing that since I was fucking nine. I don't know where that character came from. <laughs> I wish I could laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts too much, though. That's an awesome sentence. Oh, I wish I could laugh. I wish I could laugh. I wish I could feel the feelings again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, dude. Well, you you have a lovely day. I hope you get better. I hope your mouth uh, heals up. Me too. 
Thanks. And then your teeth realign properly and they're not getting squished together by those pesky wisdom teeth. You're going to be just fine, old friend. You're going to be, be just fine. fine. Kid. <laughs> you know what? I've been really wanting to watch Die Hard a lot lately. Mm, never heard of it. And, you know, everybody says Die Hard 2 is, like, really bad. But I don't remember it being that bad. No, I think when I was younger, I used to think it was bad. But on it, honestly, like, in retrospect and knowing, like, where action films went, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's, like not, not, it's the weakest one yeah. of, of the good ones. But the it's three. like, yeah, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, like, for me, it goes one, three, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it's fine, and it's. It, I think the thing is, there's a lot of those '90s action film tropes that became sort of tired. But then I think Die Hard was one of the first. Like Die Hard Two, yeah, was one of those first of like the kind of the wave of like '90s action movies. Yeah, yeah. That uh, like I, I, I'm, I'm trying to put my finger on what it is. No, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and figure it out. But uh, the best thing about Part Two is that stupid TV edit. The fucking yippee ki Mr. Falcon. It's like one of the funniest. You've seen that, right? Yeah. yeah. I love oh that gosh. one too much. There's so much gold in the TV edit. Like, oh, the, that's hysterical. Like yes. William Sadler is the bad guy. And like, he's like walking through the thing. And it's like, what's security like? Like I said, it's a joke. And then like the news reporter runs up like, uh-huh. you have some few words. Like I've got two joke and you. Cause they just like, he says, fuck you. But they took the word joke from his previous sentence. And then they put his joke into a line of Bruce Willis's. <laughs> the best is when they get the guy to just do the voice for for Bruce Willis. Like they just they have to just redub the whole sentence, <laughs> and then it's just this dude that just sounds nothing like Bruce Willis going. Like, and if you hadn't moved your fat feet when I told you to, we wouldn't be hip deep in snow right now. Like just so many. <laughs> their lines that, that are so funny that I just want to take them and just put, yeah. make them in context into an, an actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Where like there is actually like the punchline is Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon, but it actually like makes sense with the plot of the film. As opposed to it being the most ridiculous thing ever said. The only other like uh, TV edit that I really like was uh, I think it was Predator Two, where uh, Danny Glover is like looking at you know he took off his mask and, and he's gonna say, "Man, you are one ugly motherfucker," you know. But and the edit is like he he cuts him off. He, t- he uh, the Predator cuts Danny Glover off and says, "Mother, mother," like instead of motherfucker, he <laughs> <laughs> just repeats mother. <laughs> I love like what TBS did. They brought so much joy to me of just those those censored movies because they were mm. all funny. Like I remember fucking Total Recall. And the old lady yells at Arnold and calls him. I forget what she says in the original because I'm so used to the censored one. <laughs> when uh, he he takes the bag from her and like runs away and she's like, "Come back here, you steroid." <laughs> I was just what? like, "What?" I yeah, know. Like there's so many where you're just like, "What?" Okay. It's hysterical. I want to call someone a steroid. Yeah, I know. Like, there's so many awesome lines. But Die Hard 2 is so good. And Commando had some good ones, too. Yeah. I always wanted to see Pulp Fiction TV edit. The problem is now is that they're not as funny anymore because they're done so much more competently. Mm. Uh, you know, where they, they would actually, like, reshoot the the scene with, like, you know, TV-friendly dialogue or whatever, but, like, back yeah. in the day, they had to do the silliest things to censor the movies. <laughs> and holy fuck, the, the Die Hard 2, man, he turns around, it's like, it's like, what sets off the metal detector first? The lead in your hat or the junk in your brains? And he walks oh out, God. and it's like, it's like, it doesn't even matter what the original line is. Like, it's so good. 
<laughs> the lead in your hat or the junk in your brain. Like it's, it's such an awesome sentence. That's awesome. Anyways, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna end on a track here from uh, from old pal Grooveworthy, who I haven't talked to in quite a while. Oh, Grooveworthy. But he was on the show yes. a long time ago, back in season one. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's fun. I'll have him back on the show, I think, this year, because I haven't talked to him in so long. You should have him back on the show sometime soon. Mm, that's a good idea, Jake. <laughs> Maybe I will. But, uh, yeah, so here's a track called Panther Force 5, and uh, I've been talking to uh, Protector 101, and we had a good time, so uh, have a lovely day. It was okay. <laughs> and here is, uh, you want to do like a nice goodbye? Yeah, um, Goodbye. <laughs> All right, here's a, <laughs> here is Grooveworthy and Panther Force 5. Arigato. And fucking talk to you guys next week on Arigato. Beyond Synth. Wait till the end of the credits. Arigato.